Are you one of those people that sees life as one big experiment? How does that work? What happens if we do this? What's that over there? Why did that happen? Yeah, me too. This is a podcast about being curious, being willing to give things a try and not settling for the status quo. Sometimes we fly and sometimes we fall, but there's always a lesson to be learned and a good story to tell. So join me, Nathie Gaffney, and my guests as we share stories of how we've turned fuck-ups into features. Life is short, people. I figure, let's just suck it and see. Okay, so I'm late to the Jada and Will Oscars 2022 party. Maybe... Maybe fashionably late, <laughs> maybe just you've missed that fucking part of the bell curve and the world has moved on. But there's a reason I'm late and that's because I am curious and it takes a little bit of time for for things to filter through. I'm not one that takes things necessarily at face value. Well, I do in the face of them but then I reflect and then that gets me curious and I and I start asking questions asking questions about what happened before why might that be what could have happened that would make a world-renowned actor lose shit in front of a global audience of billions for an Oscars gag. I don't know. I'm just really curious. So I'm curious about Jada's hair. I am. I'm, I mean, I know what alopecia is. I've actually got a very good friend with alopecia. And so I can only base my, I can only base my, my thinking and my knowledge on knowing one person who has alopecia and based on knowing that one person, she does not want to be seen with no fucking hair. She doesn't, she doesn't want to, uh, be putting out in the world that people might think she's having chemo for cancer. She wants hair. She doesn't want no hair. She fucking wants hair. And and Jada is a good-looking woman. Jada Jada Pinkett is beautiful. She's fucking hot shit. She's hot stuff. She's got fantastic body. She's got, you know, cheekbones you could cut glass with. She's got, you know, beautiful. I, I mean, she's just, she's beautiful. She'd look great in a fucking hessian sack. So... So I went looking because I'm, I, I honestly, I don't pay much attention to the Hollywood royalty couple that, you know, the, the Will and Jada thing, I knew that they did it. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I knew from a cursory glances and observations in the press that they had somewhat of an open marriage. You know, it was, uh, it was porous at times. And, and I was like, you know, you do you, that's, that's fine. I've had two husbands and gotten over both of them and, you know, I, you know, I get it, but you know, they find a way to keep it together. And I think that's freaking awesome, whatever it takes. 
hang on, I digress. Back to the Jada and the hair thing. Uh, I get that it's a medical condition, 100%, and I get that there is sensitivity around it. But also, let's look at the bigger picture of Jada Pinkett in the public domain. She is not shy about changing up her hair. Now, let me be clear. There are women who have been in the public eye for years and years and years who do not change their hair, okay? Jennifer Aniston, Ellen DeGeneres, those fucking hairstyles have been the same within a centimetre here and there, maybe a blow under, maybe a little flick out, but those hairstyles have, those hairstyles have remained constant for 20 years. Not the same for Jada Pinkett. She has had more fucking hairstyles in her lifetime than I had one night stands in my 20s. And that was a fucking milestone. It was a lot. Not proud of it. Oh, actually, maybe I am. Uh, anyway, so to me, Jada is bold. She is bold and she puts herself out there and she fucking owns it. And, you know, I saw her face when Chris Rock rolled out the, the G.I. Jane look. But you know what? If they made a G.I. Jane 2 movie, why wouldn't she rock up for it? She looks the part. She's fit. She's strong. She's fucking kick-ass. She rolled her eyes. It was a cheap gag. Was it worth violence in front of a world audience? I don't know. Well, no, it wasn't. But I reckon there's something else going on. In my little squirrelling around being curious, Jada and Chris Rock, Jada Pinker Smith and Chris Rock, that's who we're talking about, and Will Smith, they go back quite a long way. They worked together in the three Madagascar movies. So they've got history, not necessarily romantically, not romantically linked at all, can I just say, according to my research. But they know each other and they know each other well. If you've worked on a film together, albeit uh, an animated piece, you have spent time with someone. So... You know, what is their individual and personal dynamic? I don't know. It actually doesn't matter because what happened next when when Will Smith, on behalf of his wife, took it upon himself to assault someone on the world stage? I was like, well, what happened off camera? Did Jada say, don't let that shit fly? Go up there and honour me in front of millions of people. Did she? I don't know. Um, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith is very vocal about the fact that she is no man's woman. She is, in fact, very much her own woman. And, you know, she said words to that effect many times throughout her career. And I wonder how that must fly. What, what sort of seeds of discomfort, and I'm not a psychologist but, or a therapist, but fuck knows I've seen a few of them in my time, and I wonder what, what, what seeds of 
disharmony and discomfort and maybe, you know, resentment and male angst and territorialism and propriety will harbours over her um, throughout their marriage. I mean, he does very clearly call her his wife and he talked about, you know, protecting his family at all cost and I just wonder if if there's unresolved tension there that, look, classic case of projection. He's pissed off at her. He doesn't have power in the relationship and it just takes the straw that breaks the camel's back and often that fucking straw is nothing about what's actually really going on. You know, when you when you ring up and complain about something or you push back or you make an objection about something, the thing that you actually arc up about and push back on is really the real issue. It's usually being masked by other questions and insecurities and then we put something out there in the public domain um, that we are comfortable with parading as this is what's fucking driving me insane. But if we actually scratch the surface and we dig deeper and we explore behind that initial rah or objection or pushback or nightmare question or whatever it is, is actually another deeper question coming from somewhere. And often behind that, if we actually really sort of peel back the layers of the onion and we explore it even deeper, there's another underlying issue that is really the element of the kettle that is causing this shit to boil over. And boil over is clearly what Will Smith did on the night of the Oscars. So I'm going to throw this out. And this is, I want to be really clear, is by absolutely no way, shape or form excusing for a nanosecond what Will Smith did. But there is a very interesting clue for me that was revealed in his Oscar acceptance speech when he talked about uh, when he talked about his role uh, in um, in the Venus and Serena movie playing their father and that was if he was employing and deploying and had been spending months in the character uh, through the method acting method uh, as a as a as a former actor I know something of this and it can be you know the, the point of method acti- acting it's employed by actors or applied to evoke realistic emotions into their performances by drawing on their personal experiences um, and you know so so if they're talking about you know pain and violence they will they will reflect on pain and violence in their own lives and their own worlds to infuse the character with that so that it's absolutely real and so that they embody it now that's all very fine if as an actor you can compartmentalize your own feelings 
and as distinct from the experiences of the character they are portraying. Now, the risk is, and psychologists have reported on this, that when emotions are not compartmentalised, they can actually leach out and encroach on other facets of the actor's life. And that can often seemingly disrupt the actor's psyche. Now, what I saw on stage in Will Smith's, in Will Smith's Oscars acceptance speech was, to me, a really clear um, encroachment. It was a really clear kind of melding of, you know, Will Smith the man and then him playing that character and and I and and to me it was just like yeah it 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 just seemed that he yeah he snapped and and maybe it was this psychological response this psychological leeching of the character into um into his actual response that caused him to um to react so uh, inappropriately is it an excuse no but again interesting to think about. The sad thing about all of this is that Will Smith is, you know, he's a shining example of what can be achieved with years of dedication and hard work. Music, comedy, producing, writing, directing. I mean, you know, he is an amazing artist. Um, and he sets an example for young people everywhere and not just young black people. And so it, it was a tragic, you know, it was a tragic occurrence. Also tragic for all the other people, and I think Jim Carrey summed it up beautifully when he talked about it, is it just overshone and sucked the oxygen out of the room on a night where so many people have worked so hard and... To, to get their opportunity to have, you know, their moment in the sun with the Academy Awards. And, uh, you know, Will will sit there every year uh, and he sat there for many years prior. Some people in the room will only ever sit in that room once, once in their whole entire fucking lives. And he kind of just, you know, stole everyone's thunder and stole everyone's music. And, uh, and for that, you know, he absolutely deserves to pay a price. A little bit of EQ, I think, and uh, and a little bit of help, um, I think, and a little bit of self-reflection on what's really going on. Anyway, that's my two bobs worth. Uh, ciao, ciao for now, lovelies. Well, that's it for another week, lovelies. I don't know if I've courted controversy by this. I have to say I was a little bit nervous talking about the Jada and Will issue because it was a hot topic. It had passions going. So um, have I got your passions going? If you'd like to uh, share your passions with me, please do uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. No, don't fucking connect with me on LinkedIn. That's where actually you could. I, I didn't mean to say LinkedIn. I actually meant to say Instagram, like Gaffney. But you know what? If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm the only Gaffney there. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook, Suck It and See Insiders. That's my Facebook group. And until next time, ciao, ciao for now, lovelies.